Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Mm. So, first, uh, it's a really beautiful day. (laughs) I'm very aware. (laughs) You might be saying, gosh, it's a beautiful day. (laughs) So, um, I'll... I plan to give you a chunk of time to really enjoy it before uh, the next sitting. But I wanted to um, just share another, or start to touch on another one of these themes that cultivate wholesome states. And uh, remember that the idea is when you do feel that wholesome state, don't miss it. <clears throat> How many people, if you are having that in your mind as you go through the day to just uh, be present for the wholesome states? I'm curious. Oh, super, super. And <clears throat> don't stop at the end of the retreat. Just <laughs> keep up that habit. <clears throat> So, intention, mindfulness, gratitude, dealing with the hard stuff, integrity, letting go, loving ourselves. That's what we've been doing so far. The next of these states I wanted to spend a little time with today and follow up a bit from yesterday is uh, just that amazing gift that human beings have been given of enjoying connection with others. What we call love or metta, loving kindness or connection. And uh, it's coming to me, a a concept that I love from, uh, there's a book called The Universe is a a Green Dragon, wonderful book by a a guy named Brian Swim, who's both a theologian, uh, cosmologist, uh, astro, uh, astronomer, astrophysics uh, expert, and he, he talks about different laws in the universe. <clears throat> He's seeing from the cosmic level uh, and then down to what it means to be a human in this cosmos. And he makes the beautiful point that one of the basic forces in the universe um, he calls allurement, which is how everything in this universe is connected and attracted to other expressions of the universe around them. It's in uh, the center, the nucleus of an atom, that protons and neutrons stick together and the electrons are 
out there, but they don't all just fly off. There's a, a cohesion and a connection that they all share. It's there in uh, gravity. We don't fly off this planet. There's something that's attracting and connecting us to it. It's there in magnetism. Isn't that amazing? You remember the first time you were in school and or you, you learned about magnets? Like, wow, what's going on there? Things are just drawn to other things. And this quality of connection in humans we call love. We don't have to manufacture it, although sometimes we do, and it can be cultivated, but it's, it's in our, not just our DNA, it's in our manifestation of life that we feel and long for connection with others. When we don't, we feel disconnected. That's not fun. And it's painful and lonely. So the natural expression that comes out of loving ourselves, not that it's a linear kind of a thing, but that the more we get who we are, like that Dogen teaching, to forget the self is to be intimate with all things. That we naturally um, more are able to show up and be present and enjoy that connection that we feel for others around us. Sometimes it gets complicated because we might feel too much or we might have um, uh, an idea or an agenda of what it's supposed to look like or maybe I don't have enough or maybe I have too much. So there's things that we all learn about how to, or want to learn about how to most navigate this quality of longing for intimacy. Isn't it interesting? We all, most of us, long for intimacy and yet it's also one of the scariest things as well. And so wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of connection and metta. Um, so we can practice being present for it. <clears throat> In the uh, Buddhist teachings, metta, as probably most of you know, how many people have done metta practice? Okay, so preaching to the choir, right? Let's all sing together. <laughs> uh, but just want to remind you um, that in these teachings, metta, true love and kindness, is a very expansive quality. Remember all the wholesome qualities, kusala, those wholesome qualities are expansive. And akusala is our states of suffering that are contracting. And so the near enemy, as perhaps uh, many of you are already familiar with, the near enemy of metta, 
of just wishing well what looks like metta but is very different is attachment. The pain of love. You know, the, the, that old song, Plaisir d'amour. You know, the, the joy of love is but a moment long. The pain of love lasts a, a whole life long. Not a, it's not quite the meta practice we're talking about. And all the romance novels and movies and country, country and western songs and all of that talk about the pain of love. But that's not real metta. It, it kind of mixes with it. It's another aspect of how uh, the wholesome quality can just be distorted with a little confu- with some confusion into something painful. When there's true metta, true kindness, it's simply a wishing well and appreciating and delighting in somebody's being who they are but as soon as there's a an element of wanting something it can be very painful not to say that we should not want or expect or hope or have an idea that people should meet their responsibilities and not hurt us and all of that that's of course understandable but when we have a particular either um, expectation or um, fear of being disappointed, we bring something to the energy field that has its own repercussions. So just as a, a little exercise to point this out, invite you to um, just close your eyes for a moment. And bring to mind someone who's really important to you. Could even be a complicated relationship, but somebody who you really care about. Who's really important. And for a few moments, as you bring them into your consciousness, Just get in touch with how much you're glad that they're in your life and wish them well. Just get in touch with the fact that you really do want to see them happy and just send some thoughts like, may you really be happy. May you know that I really do want you to be happy. May you feel my love for you. And I really wish you well. And notice how that feels. Stay inside. Just notice how it feels to just wish them well how it feels in your body and in your mind, in your heart. And now for a moment, get in touch with how it feels to want something from them, to have an agenda for them, 
please don't disappoint me. I hope you come through. Notice how it feels when you have a hope, an expectation, perhaps a, a, a fear that they won't. When you have an agenda for them, notice how it feels in your body, in your mind, in your heart. Okay, I won't leave you here, don't worry. Take a nice breath. And once again, just wish them well. And again, get in touch with the fact that you really do want to see them happy. I really do. May you really be happy and know that I, I want that for you. May you be happy. No agenda, just delighting and seeing their own well-being. Once again, notice how that feels. Notice the difference. Can you see the difference? Isn't that interesting? The, the very people that we feel closest to, who are most important, can be a source of deep joy or pain, fear. Just in a moment of a different way to hold them. And this is all part of being human. So it's, you know, don't judge yourself if you find that you have an, an agenda occasionally for those around you. But just notice how you feel when you sense somebody has an agenda for you, a loved one. Oh, great. <laughs> How can I please them and meet their hopes and not disappoint them? Great. Not. Uh, and how different it is when you feel they're just rooting for you and they just believe in you or they're just really wishing you well. Mm, you wanna enter into that energy field. Isn't that so? So we have a tremendous effect of, on others around us just by the energy that we put out. Because we're all, the way I, I see it sometimes, I think we're all just mm, transmitter-receiver energy units. We're taking in energy from around us, we send out, we're responding all the time and interacting with everything and everyone around us. And we're sensitive when somebody wants something from us, we generally want our space. 
when somebody is just there and wishing us well, we like being in that energy field. So something to consider about this is you have a big effect on others around you, not only those who you're close with, but on everyone. That's your energy field. What is coming out of it? And here's a little practice that I've found has been actually one of my main practices for many years. Um, And I first got it from, um, remember, uh, Deborah was talking about Ramdas and um, his his guru, who is very important for me, Neem Karoli Baba, known as Maharaji. If you've ever read the book, Be Here Now, the guru in there. And his instruction, very simple instruction, the best form to worship God is every form. Hmm, what does that mean? The best form to worship God is every form. Well, what I took it to mean was keep looking for the good in others around, around me. And it's a really a, a transformative way to go through life. Because remember about that confirmation bias that what you look for, you will find. But even more, you'll actually bring out. So here's a little reflection. Suppose somebody comes into the room that you're in and you sense that they're judging you, just sizing you up and down and seeing all your flaws. How does that feel? You feel flawed or small and wary. You can sense that. Somebody else might come into that room and they know you really well and they know all your flaws, but you know how much they love you. How do you feel? Beautiful. You can relax. You can just be yourself. Your goodness shines through. So you have a huge impact and effect on others around you just by how you're relating to them. And I would advise, it's been really helpful for me, to keep looking for the good. Not that you'll always find it. Uh, Sometimes it's hard. And sometimes there are very wounded people in this world who it's more important and safer to keep your distance from and your healthy boundaries. That's where compassion comes in. But in general, the more you look for the good in, in others around, I think that just about everyone, not everyone, those who are very wounded might not fall into this category, but just about everyone else wants to feel safe, wants to feel okay, wants to be loved, wants to express or feel that connection. And when I reflect on that, 
somewhere in there, there's a place that, that is longing to be seen. I was a school teacher in New York City for uh, a number of years. And as a school teacher, I had my, my task at the beginning of each year to find the beauty in every kid. Some kids, you had to wear shades, sunglasses, because they're so dazzling, you know, whoa, they just sparkle and radiate. And some kids, there's a lot of wounding and, and pain, and they learn to get attention by, uh, by other, uh, by acting out. But that was my little game I played with myself. And in moments of quiet, maybe somewhere during the year, I, I, it was rare that I never could reach a kid. That was my little goal. And I suggest it to you to just play that game of tuning into the good because you will likely have more possibility of bringing it out. No guarantees, not all the time. It's important to protect yourself when it's not a safe place. But you become a field of safety actually for others to relax and feel good around you and feel that connection. <clears throat> so I wanted to do um, two things if we, uh, if we have time and I'll let you go. So one is um, the loving kindness practice itself. We haven't had periods of loving kindness here as I, we usually uh, do on retreat because there's so much other um, time for teachings, but it's been kind of um, put in there in at various points, but I wanted to do a little bit of loving kindness practice and, and metta with you. And uh, m most people you're familiar, going through different categories, just that the heart can be programmed and trained to wish well for, for uh, anyone. Mm, starting with ourselves, we did that uh, yesterday, and then to send it to, uh, to others and going through different categories. We'll go through them a little bit quicker uh, than usual. Um, just to see it's possible to just train the heart to see the good and to wish well. And as far as when we get to the difficult category, that's a part of the, the practice sending, uh, wishing well for the difficult, for the, sometimes it's called the enemy category or the difficult category. And you say, well, gosh, why would I wish them to be happy? Well, if you are wishing them happiness, you're wishing for true happiness. You're wishing if somebody is very unskillful or mean or mean-spirited, if you wish them well, and you're wishing for them to discover what, where real happiness lies. If they experience real happiness, 
true happiness, not at the expense of somebody else, but true happiness inside, they're not going to hurt others. So you're wishing them to discover true happiness even then. Then everybody benefits. But if it's somebody who you care about, and sometimes they can be in the difficult category, have you noticed? Uh, then uh, to just shift a perspective, and I'll, I'll share with you um, one story from, uh, from one loving kindness retreat where I was with that difficult category. And just this person who I knew was a, a decent human being. I, I wasn't really close, good friends with him, but we, we were on retreat staffing a lot. They were uh, on staff. This is many years ago. This person is actually no longer uh, um, alive. But I knew they were a good person, but just the way they were at times just really triggered me. And um, I said, okay, I'll do it with them. And I was trying to wish them well, wish them well. And this one period I was sitting and uh, this image of the Dalai Lama came to me. Very good when you're doing a loving kindness retreat. For, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you've ever been around, there's often receiving line, uh, receiving line and people give him a scarf, a kata, and, and he puts it on you like that. And this image of him receiving and blessing each person and I just, for a moment, imagine what it would be like to be the Dalai Lama. Wow, how cool to just bless each person. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good gig, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And as I had this image, all of a sudden, the difficult one I saw out of the corner of my eye, and they were in the line. And when they got to me, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> they came, this is true, I kid you not. They came, to, they came up to me and I had the scarf and I, and I looked at them and I said, oh, you're a Buddha too. How could I have missed it? Mm-hmm. and I blessed them and in a moment my heart opened oh of course yes dear you're a Buddha too the heart can open in just a moment all it takes is just a, a willingness to see bigger than the way you hold someone typically just see them it, it, with those eyes, with the eyes of a Buddha. So let's just play around with this. Sit up. First, get in touch with your own good heart that would bring you on a retreat and want to cultivate and awaken. What a blessing. 
Just appreciate yourself for a few moments. Like we did maybe yesterday, just send some good thoughts to yourself. Oh, may, may you, you can speak to yourself, see all the goodness inside of you. Just send yourself some thoughts of well-wishing. And now the next category is that of a benefactor, someone who's either been there for you or who believes in you or who's inspired you, whether or not you know them personally. Somebody who's enriched your life and feel that connection that you have, whether or not they know, perhaps they do, maybe you don't, they don't know you, and just feel the gratitude that you feel. We've gone through gratitude already. And just wish them well with that spirit of gratitude. Mm. May you be truly happy. May you live with ease. May you feel my gratitude for you. and how much I appreciate or love you. And just enjoy that for a few moments. It's so, a, such a gift that we've been given that we can actually care and feel grateful and feel that connection. Just wishing them well. Now you can take a nice breath. And now next category is a dear friend or a loved one. And once again, maybe somebody who just came to mind a moment ago or can pick someone else, just somebody who you really feel that loving connection with and just uh, wish them well. No agenda. May you really be happy. And feel my love for you. You might even imagine them receiving it and smiling back. And it can be uh, your, 
your pet. I've often used my dog, unconditional love, or a child, or someone from your past, whatever. Just wherever you are in your journey, I truly wish for your happiness. And again, notice how that feels. Nice, deep breath. And the next category is what's called the neutral category. Someone who you kind of know, but don't have a particular charge for or about. Maybe someone here on the retreat, you're somebody sitting near you or somebody that you've kind of noticed, but no feeling one way or another, or maybe a neighbor from home or a coworker that you see around, but don't have a particular connection with. And just realize, oh, this is somebody with their own life journey who has joys and sorrows and loved ones and has gone through their whole life lessons and experience. And just know that as they're happy, as they have well-being, then everybody around benefits as well. And just tune in for a moment and wish them well too. Oh, may you find true happiness And may you share your love well. May you have ease of well-being. And just notice how that feels to Wish them well. Don't worry about comparing and whatever your experience is, is just what it is. So if you're not feeling particularly loving, then uh, bring kindness to that. There's no failing this, just be right where you are. But simply wish someone well. Now, take a nice breath. Now we'll do that little advanced loving kindness and open to the difficult. And as you bring them 
to mind. See if you can tune into some aspect of them where you can sense their goodness. Maybe they playing with their pet or their children or family or... And if that's not easy to imagine, then imagine when they were little children, innocent children, an innocent child. And again, as I said a little earlier, wish true happiness for them so that they find peace inside and don't create harm. And just wish them well. I truly do wish you and hope you find real happiness. May you connect with all the goodness that's inside of you and more and more share it skillfully. May you find true peace May you be happy. And if you aren't quite there, but wish you could be, then tune into that. That's wholesome. I wish I could wish this for you. There's something good in that too. Take a nice breath. And then opening up to all beings. First, starting with everyone here in this room who you're going through the retreat with. May all of us be well, share our goodness and our love well. and extending out to everyone on this land, all the creatures on this land, the turkeys and the lizards and the deer and all the animals in the ground, on the sky, all living beings, all just wanting to be happy. And it's not up to you to figure out how to make them happy. Just wish them well. And continuing to expand out and out throughout this area and this Bay Area and just extending out throughout this country, 
and all around the world, all beings excluding none, and even beyond this world, may all know true happiness and find peace. And just know you don't have to try hard. You don't need to push hard to reach everybody. Just let your love shine. Just without obstruction, including all. As I want inner peace, may all find that. As I want to be feeling safe, may all feel safe. May all know real happiness. May all beings be free. And notice how that feels to wish well. Just the heart of generosity. It's such a generous thing. Nothing in it for us except goodwill. But it feels really good. Don't miss it. Notice how it feels in your body and in your mind, in your heart. So um, I'm going to stop here to really let you enjoy the day. We'll maybe do that other part um, later on, whether tonight or sometime tomorrow. I just want to add one last piece about this connection, something I just shared in a, in a, a conversation with someone. Here's another practice besides looking for the good. And this is a really powerful, for me, has been a really powerful practice. And it, it kind of uh, comes from uh, the Tibetan tradition, my little adaptation or variation of it, of seeing everyone as your benefactor. We're all connected with life, to life. And it's said in Tibetan teachings, and maybe even in the Pali Canon, I forget, but I know in Tibetan teachings, everyone has been your father and your mother, or your child, at one point. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Not a bad I thought, well, maybe it is, I don't know, maybe it is. <laughs> you know. But 
we've all been, we've all had a connection with each other. And to notice that connection, especially when there is some goodwill and good energy coming to you. So here's the practice. Anytime there is some goodwill and good energy coming towards you, somebody opens a door. Here, it's, there's not much chance for interaction because you're silent and you're not communicating. But even here, you can, you can sense it. Somebody opens a door for you. Or there's a, uh, in your life, somebody smiles at you. Or, or somebody says, hi, how you doing? Or how are you? Don't miss it. And let yourself feel that connection. And even more, go one step further. After a while, it becomes a very natural thing, actually. And when that goodwill is coming towards you, see that person or being, whether it's your dog or an animal, as an agent of life letting you know that you're loved. It's just a little shift of perspective. We are all just expressions of life. And when somebody says, hi, it's just life meeting itself. So tune into that and let yourself really enjoy, oh, life loves me. Don't be afraid to let it in. And once you start tuning into it, you'll see it everywhere. We just usually miss it or we're looking at our phones or other things going on, you know. Don't miss it and just notice how much life loves you. And once you start opening and you take it in, you can't hold it all. There's so so much goodness coming your way. So the only thing to do is just let it through and send it out again. Uh, and I, I call that being a meta-recycling machine. <laughs> where you're just letting it in, letting it touch you, and letting it out. Not your job to fix anyone, not your job to do more than is your share, but just don't block all the goodness coming towards you and um, be generous with letting it out. It's a good way to go through life. And as that extra caveat to protect yourself when it's not good energy. You don't want to be so open that you're there uh, for the ignorance and confusion that can be harmful. So you want to let in the love and keep out any negativity, but don't block the love in your wanting to find safety. And that's a, a whole art that can be practiced. Okay, so, um, Let's, uh, let's have a good chunk of uh, time instead of coming back in 15 minutes. So uh, let's come back in about um, 
oh, 25 minutes. Okay, so we'll come back at, at about uh, 10, uh, no, let's make it a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you feel like it, if you want to just continue with walking until uh, until dinner time, that's okay. But otherwise, r- ring the bell. Who's who's the bell ringer? Uh, in uh, oh, about 25 minutes or so, and we'll come back. And if you like, you can share the the space uh, for the last 15 minutes with um, uh, with everyone in the hall. Okay. Enjoy your connection. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.